0: You know, I don't. I don't think this is sadistic, but people might take it as such. But these are these trials that we go through. That for me, that's that's what life is. Life is not, um, you know, getting a cup of coffee, going into work, coming home, watching TV, going to bed. You know, like Eldred says, if you can get through the week, so you can get to the food court at the mall on Saturday you know, that, that's just not life. Life is life is these adventures and these challenges. And I, 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 you know, I do not like how Satan works, but I sure do like when we kick his ass and we get over it. And this challenge isn't too big for us or God. And Satan has to try harder next time. And we have been struggling the last six months within our our personal relationship and then, you know, our, uh, the marriage ministry and everything. But I, you know, the struggle, you know, there's, there's things that happen. We're not, we're not perfect Christians or whatever, but it's more about the pruning. That's been the struggle the last six months for Lisa and I. And I just feel really, I do feel really good. I, I, I don't think I feel quite Uh, renewed yet but I feel there's a process of renewal happening that come 2022 it'll be it'll be a good year.
1: Welcome to the Marriage Unfiltered podcast. My name is Lisa Carter.
0: My name is Jeff Carter.
1: Hi I'm Alyssa Field.
0: I'm Brian Field.
1: And we're just
2: four broken people
0: trying to help broken people
2: exposing what marriage really is
3: by removing all the filters
1: on that last one we talked about comparison and when you talk when you start comparing you start wondering well why me Mm -hmm. and don't i deserve this and um where's god in these situations and you know you think you did everything right and you can't understand why you're the one constantly going through something really hard um when i mean that's the number one question i get like If God, if God is real and he loves me, why, why are things hard right now? Or why Mm -hmm. won't they stop being hard? And you touched on that when you talked about, it was the last one, right? Where you talked about people who, was it the last one? You, you pray and you, you're told, well, you go to God with this and you pray and you pray and pray and the outcome's not what you expected, not what you wanted, or you don't even see any answers. And so I do see, I see that where a woman is faithful and she's loves the Lord and she's got a brand new baby at home and she's doing everything right and her husband's being unfaithful and not choosing to fight for her marriage. And what do I tell her? No, you didn't do anything wrong, mm-hmm. you know? And that was the the last verse I sent you guys was, um, what was it? I'll find it. The John... Um, nine, one through three, when um, Jesus was walking with his disciples and it says that as he was passing by, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned? This man or his parents? That he was born blind. Neither this man or his parents sinned, Jesus answered. This came about so that God's works might be displayed in him. You know, and so that's, that is the answer you tell people, but it's really hard to look them in the eyes and say, Yeah, this is really hard right now, but God's using it to point to Him. Mm -hmm. And it's not about you. And that's unfortunate. And I'm not saying this from a place of somebody who doesn't struggle, who doesn't struggle, or who hasn't struggled. Um, It comes from a place of reading truth and constantly digging in God's Word to find those answers when I was in a place and I had those questions. So that's kind of what pointed me to start this um, in depth look into why why God drags his people through really hard things um, and lets them sit there and the answers may never be seen by them. Um, but anyway, that's what led me to this topic.
0: You know, the, the there's just the proverbial hard story where you hear, mm-hmm. you know, why me? And then, you know, maybe the answer is why not me? And you think about the trials of Job and just all of the struggles that we can latch on to and allow us to sink us or we collect ourselves and try to discover what the challenges that God is presenting, whatever it is. I mean, there's a lot of things. And again, yeah, we'll say through this whole episode that we're not perfect at it. But I do try to, when hard times come, I do try to say, okay, what, what, what is going through this? Because I mean, I remember being on the loop when I had lost my job and was just had no confidence back in this would have been, let's see, which job loss was this? <laughs> this would have been uh 2014. Yep. Went to work for a company for just about a year and ended up getting laid off. The market turned just a little bit, but I also was not performing and, I got in over my head on this job as it was, and a uh, very nice boss, but uh, in the end needed to leave. And But I remember being on the loop and saying, okay, God, you know, what? What? what is this for? I want to turn this over to you. And that was sort of the first time I did that. And that transition was very peaceful. It was very chaotic around the house because that unemployment lasted for a couple to three months. Um... I did get a severance, so it wasn't that crazy, but I do remember being on that loop and just saying, okay, you know, I'd gone through counseling and something that one of my counselors said is, you know, in these type of situations, you might hear, don't just stand there, do something. And he said, you know what? I want you to not just do something, but stand there and pray and just have peace, try to have peace. And that's been something that I really try to do when I struggle and when there's challenges, and when there's stuff that may be out of my control? I think,
3: I don't know, man. It's just a season, I guess, because I feel like everybody around us is struggling. Like, we talked about it after you spoke the other night, and talking about victories, and I'm like, I don't see any victory right now. It seems like the wheels are falling off. With marriages, and I think the enemy's just on a rampage to kill, steal, and destroy. I mean, Alyssa and I are struggling through some things, and man, it's hard to it's hard to see light when you're in the midst of it, and it just seems like it's all around us right now.
2: With it being Christmas time, I feel like it's I, I don't really can't pinpoint why, but it feels like things are even harder in terms of I don't know if it's because we're seeing family or if it's out of our routine or whatever but the holiday this year has been challenging and there's just a lot a lot going on and it's funny because I listened to the first week of the podcast and I feel so naive like I felt I felt so naive it's like you come into a podcast and you're like, we just want to be transparent and truthful and just share all of our stuff. And then I feel like Satan's like, really, let's go there. Let's let's destroy, not destroy, but let's attack. And it's just walking this out. And one thing that I, I have <clears throat> that I'm very blessed with is to have so many amazing friends that speak truth into my life. And um, after one hard um, morning, she sent me a she called me actually, which was so weird because i had had my quiet time and literally she called me and she always texts me. She never calls me, but she was just giving me some words. And the line that she gave me that I wrote down and I just really have been meditating on is she told me these hardships are truly a gift from God. And so honestly, I stand on that truth. It's refining me. It's growing me. I'm growing in wisdom. And so even though it stinks and it's hard, I know that God's going to use it for good. And kind of like Brian said, you know, he feels like <clears throat> the wheels are falling off of marriages and all that kind of stuff. It's like um, we have to go through things as well so that we can say, I know what you're going through. I may not know exa- have the exact same situation, but we all struggle and we never reach this point, which we've said before. We never reach this point of um, this level of, I don't even want to say perfection, this level of, you know, oh, we've made it in our marriage and we don't have any struggles. So I don't know. It has been this season that has been extremely difficult, but I think a lot of it for us has to do with starting this podcast as well.
0: I sort of think about, you know, it is Christmas time, but through our marriage ministry, I do feel we're getting, getting beat down with, you know, loss I'm being dramatic but loss after loss and just not seeing the victories. But I as Alyssa was talking I was sort of thinking about, you know, in, when he talks in in John 15 about you know, the whole I am the vine, you are the branches and the vine dresser and you think about we we're, we're pretty big wine people. And uh the process of dressing a vine is you know, it's a pretty cool thing, but it's, I mean, you are cutting off stuff and you're cutting off stuff that's living. It's not like, oh, that, that branch died. Let's go ahead and just trim that back. No, you're, you're, you're needing to go back two more joints to a live living thing and saying, nope, you're gone. And that's, you know, it's a pretty cool thing, but it's not, uh, you know, that vine isn't like, thank you. <laughs> you know yeah. it doesn't have feelings but
2: yeah and i think that manifests itself through pain and grief yeah. and i mean all of those exactly
0: and and, the, and there's there's therapy in that you know those processes are necessary and i just think I, i'm i'm hoping that 2022 and and i'm feeling good about 2022 in regards to our our marriage ministry and and the wins we had a win last week i think we're going to have a win this week um or uh not this week It'll be after Christmas, but anyways, I'm being, I'm sort of getting out of, out of order, but I I do feel that the pruning process is necessary and is painful and is uncomfortable. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's sin in our lives that, that God as the vine dresser needs to cut out. And I think that a lot of that is being brought to light and that's what I think, you know, a lot of the situations around us, a lot of things are coming to light. And it seems bad in the midst of it all, but it, it is good. It is good b- to be pruned from our life and, and b- be brought to light. So,
1: <clears throat> yeah, It's so painful. And honestly, if you want to keep carrying on the analogy, when, when a vine's overgrown, there's so much shade that the, the vine can't thrive. Because there's so much that the sun can't get through to. So you have to cut that all back. And it it's painful. But when the sun can't get to the actual vine, it's not going to grow. It's just like when you bring things to light. Like when there's so much shame and sin, there's darkness. And then your marriage is stuck and you're not going to grow. Or you as a spiritual person or your relationship with Jesus is not going to grow. Because there's so much shade and there's not enough light. And it's so cool that we keep going back to light. That's just where God keeps pointing me for this Advent season. It's just, he is the light. And it's funny because at one point, the Bible talks about Jesus is the light. And then he goes on, once he leaves this earth, he says, you are the light. So he's bestowed that light on us. One thing that I do want to say that I learned from Lisa is there's something
2: called transference. So... We'll tell a little bit of this story, but we won't tell too much because I didn't really understand how this works, but it makes perfect sense because if something's happening and I'm speaking to you, then you, you could take this and go, well, that's how my husband's acting. Well, what does that mean that for me is my husband doing that as well? So, um, we're not intentionally, um, not filling in the blanks. There is a purpose for it. So just to let you know. Did I explain that well? Yeah, that's you know, great. That's like yeah. Dumbing down for myself because I didn't understand that that was a thing, but it totally is. So um, I found out recently that Brian has had been lying to me for five years um, and ongoing lying about it. If, if the topic was ever brought up, he would lie about it. And so I feel like, yes, the veil, like, and so I'd like Brian to speak to that a little bit in terms of like, yes, w- we know that God is light. And Brian um has been walking with God this whole time um but it's so crazy what Satan does how how Satan can deceive you and pin you down to make you think that keeping that secret is more is beneficial in the long run um and it protects you you're actually supposed you're in a way thinking that you're protecting me right do you want to you don't have to yeah like I said I, we don't have to say any of it
3: no, I mean, that's that's right. I mean, the enemy wants you to hold that stuff inside and, and you justify your actions um, by not bringing it to light, the reasoning behind it. Um, and then looking back on it now, it's like, why would you not just confess and, and bring that to light and walk through it then instead of waiting for it to just fester over the five years um, to the point where you— it's, it was brought to light without you bringing it to light. Um.
2: And that's really where our, our struggles have been is the fact that it was brought to light, not by him. And so that's where the pain and and grief, and it's really weird, like, you know, it's, you never know what someone's going through. And so just going to the grocery store, I'm like, I hope no one sees me. I hope no one talks to me because I can't hold it together. And I think about you know, looking at other people like we, that's like such a common phrase. You never know what someone's going through, but you really don't know. You have no idea. And so it really is important to be kind to people.
3: Yeah, And I think that, you know, through this all being open and honest with people and and confessing to others, it has brought about, I mean, you shine light on that. And then others feel free to shine light on their, the things that they are struggling with. And just to throw it out there, like we all have crap. Yeah. Yeah. We are all hiding. We are all posers. There is something in our lives that we're not being honest about. So, yeah. So walking through that and being vulnerable is not easy. Um, it's embarrassing. Um, and and it brings a lot of shame. Um, but, That's not what God intended it for. And so being truthful in what's going on, um, we always say it. It's like the enemy meant for evil that God meant for good. And so by being open and honest with other men and saying, hey, this is what I I did. And I've told this story to a handful of people. And every time I do, they're like, hey, man, I need to tell you something, too. And so I don't know what God's doing. I I'm struggling, but I know that he's. I know he's present, and I know he's he's working in and through it. And I hate the I hate the, the hurt and the, and the doubt that I've caused. And I know that. That's gonna take time to mend. But, like y'all said, we can walk with we can walk in that with other people.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank. Go ahead. Thank you guys for. Choosing to share that. I know that's something that you guys have to do on your own time. But um, like you guys already mentioned, I mean, just for the audience, we've been, rec- we dropped our first episode 33 days ago. And it was right before the, actually it was right after we dropped the first one, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That all of this came to light. And then it's just been one thing after another. And I was actually talking to somebody today about that, about how he said, I mean, if you're going to, if you're ready to go, and you're going to put this out there, be ready because this is important stuff and just be on alert because, and he goes, actually, is he somebody you guys know? And he was like, yeah, everything with Brian and Alyssa just came to the surface and you and Jeff just had this really big fight. And yeah, that's not a coincidence. And if we keep shying away from it and don't confront it and don't talk about it, I mean, we say we're going to be unfiltered and yeah, we have to be careful. hundred percent. Um, because the transference is real, even when Alyssa and Brian came to us with this issue, I started to question like, oh, what what is what's Jeff doing? Is Jeff still lying to me about something? you know, and that's what transference does. It makes you wonder your imagination kind of goes wild. Um, so we're not I'm not saying. <laughs> Yes, everybody has their stuff. It doesn't mean everybody's boldface lying to their spouse on a regular basis. You know, it's not like you were doing it daily, waking up and oh. lying to her, but you're keeping it and that's usually the way it works and it festers and it, um, I was talking with a couple this weekend where I just had this visual with each and every lie. It was like this new, um, scale being placed over her eyes and maybe on him to where she was literally seeing him. In a different light. Like she was not attracted to him. She didn't want to be around him. And she couldn't figure out why. And um, I felt if he would have gone to her vulnerably. And told the truth. Those scales would have come off. In that that vulnerable moment. Yes it would have been hard. But it would have been a easier step. Into forgiveness and rebuilding trust. And that's usually the case. But shame is continuing to tell you. Oh you can't tell them this. And If I just brush over it and we can move on with our life, we'll be better. If she finds out about this, it will be terrible. And so shame and Satan, they're going to continue to tell you that you should just keep it. And then when it comes out in another way, which it did for this other couple as well, it's just worse because then there's a million other things that go through your mind thinking, if they can lie to me about this, what else are they lying about? But I think um, within a day or two, she was able to look and go, yeah, okay, yeah, he he looks different all of that is out now and I remember that with Jeff when you know there were many years that he was hiding money from me um and most of it was spent on gambling for sports and um yeah I got to a point where I just did not find him attractive and I it was it was heartbreaking to me because that's not how I wanted to view my husband I just didn't see him um as somebody that was soft and vulnerable that I loved And when all of this came off and he cried over it, he felt like there was this weight off of his shoulders. It changed the way I saw him. It changed the way he looks physically. If you look at pictures physically, he looks different. I don't think it's me. I think it's him and the shame coming off of him and the weight of that lie. And so. But to preface that right when that happened,
2: what happens is that all of that lands on you in that moment. Absolutely. Yeah. When he. Confesses and tells you everything. He's like, oh, "I feel better," and you're like, "I feel terrible." Right? <laughs> and well, and he didn't confess
1: either. I mean, that was another. He right. was caught too. But, but just, just. But so yeah, I'm know. glad you feel better because yeah. I feel
2: really crappy. <laughs> and over time, that does get better for sure. But like even us, you know, I think that a lot of it is a choice. It is. Is it? Am I going to focus on the fact? Like, am I going to wake up every day and say, "Do I trust Brian?" That's what I was doing, and I was really wrestling with that because I, I feel like. Um, love forgiveness and trust are three very different things and so um, my love for Brian didn't change and I feel like out of obedience I had to forgive and I do forgive but the trust issue is something that it just doesn't it's not like hey I just trust today and so I was really wrestling with that trying to figure out like okay well how do I move past him how do I look at him and go you know I'm in love with this person, but I don't trust him. You know, it, it doesn't work that way. And so I really felt like um, some, I, I don't even know if this is like a, a someone official quote, but it's, it's like with one touch, God can change everything. And so I really just prayed about it. And I was like, how do I, how do I, how do I walk through this? And I felt like God told me, don't focus on that. Like you love Brian and you, you walk in that and, and the trust will come later and stop you know, stop focusing on that one thing. And so that helped me a lot. So I thought we were doing well. We went to Dallas this weekend and then we come back and Brian's like, I just feel so distant from you. I feel like and I was like, Man, I thought we were doing well. Like I'm I really had I felt like so then it's it kinda that's where we are now where it's like, Man, I thought we were I thought we were in a good place. And so that I struggle with that. I don't know.
3: Yeah. It's, it's funny because it seems like we haven't been on the same page because when I feel like things are going well, then something comes out from you that you're like, I'm not good. So I'm like, okay, she's not good. And then I feel like emotionally you pull away from me. And then I, you know, we always tell people all the time, is like you can't allow your spouse to be your, your scorecard. And so from her pulling back, I'm like, man, that's when the enemy attacks me. I'm like, I'm blowing it. I'm a failure. And so... I go in self-protection mode, and I'm like, "Well, you know what? I'm going to protect myself, and if she's going to pull away from me, I'm just going to guard myself, and I'm not going to allow myself to be hurt." Mm-hmm. And so it's just this crazy cycle. But one one thing that 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 I really like from the one of the um, our Saturday meetings that we had last last the week before last is there was a quote in there, and it said, "Failure is an event, not a person," mm-hmm. and so. When I've messed up, like that's where the enemy starts attacking me. Like you are a failure. And I've struggled with self-hate in the past, but it it made me realize is like, you know what? I've messed up. I failed, but I'm not a failure. Mm -hmm. And that's not who I am. And so walking in truth, man, it's been hard, but it's been the only thing that has kept this thing going. Mm -hmm. Even if we're not on the same page, we're still fighting in the same direction.
2: Yeah. And I think, doing that, it brings a lot of power. So then Satan's like, well, crap. Okay. So that's why we feel like we haven't been on the same page. And I felt like I was serving Brian any way that I could. I mean, I initiated sex last week before we left town. I like, I got all this. (laughs) I really did. I mean, I really, I thought, you know what? I can't not, I wasn't faking anything. I was genuinely like, okay, I feel like, I can't dwell on the past. I can't dwell on the past. All that's going to do is destroy me. So I'm going to move forward and I'm going to love Brian well and I'm going to serve him well. But then when I hear that Brian's like, you're just emotionally detached, it's like, what in the world? I've been doing everything that mm-hmm. I could do. And then for you not to receive that really was hard for me today where I was like dang it like I'm I don't know what else you want me to do so I feel like and again making the choice instead of getting angry or shutting down it's like okay we need to communicate be on the same page work through it again it's a constant process
3: and we did we talked about it instead of just going our separate directions and she knew I was upset I knew that she was probably upset too we we came together and we talked about it and I kind of shared what I was feeling and we're, we're good. Yeah. But man, communication is more important now than I think it ever has been.
2: Yeah. It was was funny on Friday morning when we got in the car to leave, um, (laughs) I go Brown, I just need some validation. And he goes, honey, you're beautiful. And I'm like, Not that validation. I'm (laughs) like, I did our budget this morning. I checked the tires. I got our oil changed. I went and got gas, like those kinds of things. And he's like, Oh yeah, I just, I, what did you say? Like, I, not that you don't pay attention, but I didn't even think about it or something like that. And I was like, hmm. and so it's so important to let those things go and communicate because all weekend I'd have been like, he's not seeing me. He doesn't notice the stuff that I'm doing. So it really truly is just letting these things go and moving forward. Because if we dwell in them, it has a lot of power mm. if we dwell. So we have to choose to move forward and let things go, let hurts go and trust God more than the situation.
1: Yeah. It's not necessarily letting something go. It's laying it at the feet of Jesus. And the thing that helped me, um, and you guys have heard this part of our story before, but, um, there was a time when I got on Jeff's iPad and I found a bank account and, um, I just, it was not the first time that something had come up and I was just beyond frustrated and I kind of called him out on it and, Then I just remember taking a shower and just that classic scene, like crumbling to the floor and asking God, like, why can't, like that whole I deserve, like, I felt like I've done my works, whatever that looks like, but I have tried to do the right things. And why don't I deserve a man I can trust? And I remember, I mean, a few times in my life, I think audibly I've heard God and he told me, I've never promised that you'll trust Jeff but you can trust me. And that's really hard to tell other people because I don't want to live a whole marriage where I don't trust my husband. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had to choose at that moment to trust God. And so what God did with that is he allowed me to let that go. And slowly over time, trust has been rebuilt with Jeff and it doesn't mean he hasn't made decisions that have hurt me because he has, and he has lied to me and I have to just say, I trust God. Or if I'm frustrated about something, I go, me trying to step in and be Jeff's babysitter or mommy or police doesn't fix it. It doesn't. It makes things worse. And so I go, okay, God, I trust you and you can speak to him. And I know that Jeff's in God's word. And so he can use that. And and he has. And I, the more I let it go, it's not that I don't care. I didn't just let it go. It's I said, okay, God, this is yours to handle. I was in that cycle of control. It was, I I wanted you to, why aren't you waking up at this time? Why aren't you in God's word? Why aren't you working out? Why don't you raise the kids this way or whatever? And when he would make a mistake, I just thought it was the end of the world. And it was just more about control. When I can hand that control to God and say, I just trust God. And I married this man, take him or leave him for better, for worse. That means that, I'm going to face some things that are really hard and I can't hold that over his head forever. It just was miserable for both of us.
2: Mm-hmm. That's so good. And I think yeah. that's what you've <laughs> Keeping quiet over there <laughs> is that is Satan will swoop in and go, uh, yeah, you did marry the wrong guy. I mean, he's not validating you. He doesn't see you. He doesn't, he's not going to change. You know, all of those come rushing back. It doesn't, I mean, I did that. After all this whole thing, it was like, man, I'm, it's never going to be the same. And it's like, you have to go, no, I surrender. Like you said, lay it at the feet of Jesus and go, God's going to use this for good. So I'm going to believe in the promises of God. God didn't take the Israelites out into the wilderness for them to die. And people are, you know, the Israelites were like, we're going to die. You just did this to, you know, mm-hmm. they were throwing a fit. And And it's like, I just remind myself, it's like, God didn't bring me here to die. He has a purpose and a plan. And so those are the things that I believe in.
0: Um, this might be my, this might get edited, but <laughs>
3: oh, gosh, <laughs> there it is.
1: There it is.
0: When we were talking with this couple and she had been pretty much, you know, lied to her whole marriage, this, that, or the other. I mentioned to her and I want to mention to everybody listening and, uh, Brian and Alyssa, and to Jeff and Lisa, that, you know, whatever Satan meant for evil, God meant for good, like Brian said. Well, when Jeff lies, and, you know, hides things from Lisa, and Lisa catches me, or I confess, either of those are opportunities to see how God is working. They're not, I mean, the harsh thing is they're not about you. They're not about me. Um, your husband is cheating on you. I mean that sucks. I, I can't I can't fathom that. I don't want to. I, I I don't want to reconcile that whole process. Other than the fact, and I might get railroaded here, but the the fact that that situation is as much about him as it is about you in God's eyes. And he is looking for us to adore and worship him in a very positive way. And I don't know when, when we fall short, which we do just about every day, um, things can get introduced into our lives that give us the opportunity to turn to him or not. And we sit there and say, woe is me. I got laid off. Woe was me. God's like, man, yeah. I just didn't like that job for you, and I got a better one coming. You just need to trust me. Mm. But no, I've got to go fix it and find a job and work two jobs and, you know, have a unhealthy house because I feel I need to get a job when I could have just sat there, prayed about it, and allowed God to work in my life. Now, the the, the tricky thing is, it's not for you just to sit there and say, you know, I I have a couple friends too that are like, well, I'm just sitting here waiting for God to speak to me. Well, man, that's a tough, I, I don't, and I'm not, I'm not the expert on this, so I don't know where we go with this, but the overall point is when your spouse is failing you in any way, shape or form, I would challenge you that it's as much about you that it is about them in any situation, just about, I can't, I mean, if they are a psychopath out there just murdering a bunch of people, you know, maybe that's the extreme. I don't know. I don't know what the extreme is. I don't know where the line is, but infidelity, porn addictions, gambling addictions, lying, eating disorders, shopping disorders, whatever it is, you know, that person is falling short in your eyes. And, and rightfully so there are standards that you get to have. However, how you respond shouldn't necessarily be hey you're a loser it should be okay god why is this happening and what do you need me to do to walk through it
1: yeah that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that that person is at fault that doesn't mean like your yeah, exactly. lying is my fault that's exactly but right. it is going i can't spin my wheels wondering why in the heck are you lying to me i just have to stop like we talked about like whenever god came to abram and he was like, hey, I'm gonna give you a bazillion children, that number of the stars. And Abram's like, Whoa, hold the phone. I'm like really old and my wife's really old. That's not gonna happen. And God was like, No, step out and look up. Look up at the stars and stop looking down. And he was like, Don't look at yourself. It's not about you. It's about the generations to come and you gotta trust me. And so that's I mean, it's it's about it's not like you, you said it's as much as about you as it is about them. It doesn't mean it's your fault. It means God is using that to challenge you in a specific way. And if you sit there and go, well, God, what are you doing to my husband? And not going, God, what are you doing in me? You're missing an opportunity for him to point you to the promise that's, that is to come whether you see it or not.
0: That's right. Like, like we said earlier a couple of times, you know what God meant for, or what Satan meant for evil, God meant for good. And what we mean by that is when these type of things happen in your life, there's a fork in the road at that time. And, You can choose to, like I referenced earlier, don't just stand there, do something, and jump to a conclusion and try to fix it, and this, that, or the other. Or you could, don't just stand there, or don't just do something, but stand there and turn it to God. Look up to the stars. Okay, why is this happening in my life right now, Lord? And the thing is, the, uh, I don't want to say byproduct, but, the future result of that is when we're able to share, when Brian and Liz are able to share about their stuff or we're able to share about our stuff. Like we've said in the past, I've never, when I've shared my story, had a guy come up to me and say, dude, you are such a loser. Oh, my gosh, you right. lied to your wife? My God, what, why are you even up here? We can't we can't listen. No, we get people, like Brian said, oh, I, I've got to share. Because we are the light in this world. And, and so what is light? We are... By that definition, we are emitting light into darkness. If we are following God, we are emitting light. So Brian, when he shared his stuff on Saturday, like he said, he emitted light and he shed light
3: on people that were dark. When things are good, like we're not challenged in those circumstances. We don't really need God. That's right. But when when the rubber hits the road and and the hits the fan. Yeah. (laughs) What are we going to do in those circumstances? Are we going to are we going to go down the path of self-pity and hate? Are we going to are we going to look to God for direction and are we going to glorify him in our bad situations as much as we glorify him in our good?
2: Yeah, for me, I feel like when things happen, you get dumped in a pit. And like you said, you can either wallow in self-pity and you can guard yourself and attack the other person. Um Not to say that consequences aren't there. Healing takes a really long time, and all of that is normal. But the way we perceive our spouse and the way we move forward says everything. So um, I was in a pit, and I did have that self-pity of like, well, he doesn't deserve da-da-da-da-da, you know? And then that's kind of what Jeff is saying. You can't—that's not the proper lens— so, when you can refocus and look around and go, Oh, I got tools to get out of this mess and to get out of this pit, and you start relying on Christian friends and you start handing it to God and you just start taking steps out of that pit and going in the right direction, then that's where restoration and, and healing comes from. And, you know, I feel like sometimes the process is longer. So, it, it's, it's, but nonetheless, when things, when, things happen. I, that's just the analogy. I feel like it's a pit and you can say, there's no way out. I have no, you know, there's no, nothing to cling to. I have nothing. And that is wallowing in self-pity. And so if you believe that and walk in that, you're going to be stuck forever.
0: There's a proverb or not a proverb like out of the Bible, but there's a proverb (laughs) about a man who falls into a pit and he's, uh, you know, in a city, let's say, and people are walking by and he's yelling, help me, help me. And a doctor comes by and says, I, I can't really help you, but, you know, I can write you a prescription. And he drops a prescription down into the hole, and he starts yelling some more, and a pastor comes by, and the pastor says, man, I really can't help you, but I'll pray for you. And then a friend walks by, and the friend uh, jumps into, drops into the hole with them, and he's like, why did you do that? I, you know, now we're both stuck. He goes, no, I've been down here before. I know how to get out. Mm. And so surrounding yourself with like-minded, really Christian friends, that can speak truth and love into your life is, is one of the biggest antidotes to your troubles. Mm-hmm. It really is allowing yourself to be vulnerable, trusting that they'll be able to receive that vulnerability properly. But when you can find that, um, that's the,
3: yeah. that's what you need. It's, you know, the whole light, I know we're overusing this, but like when you're, when you're sitting there in darkness, you need men or you need accountability to point you in, Point you towards light, because self pity is a big thing. And when when all this kind of came to light, um, I mean the enemy is so drastic in what he wants to accomplish. Because I was like, you know what? I don't want to do ministry anymore. I don't want to do men's ministry. I don't want to do marriage ministry. What's the point? And no, that you was,
2: even you even for a hot second were suicidal, right?
3: Yeah, I mean I'm I'm not a depressed person or but I mean, I, that crossed my mind. And had I not had the tools and to know who God is, I mean, that's a slippery slope. But just being brought out, you know, I think just talking to other men and being met with love and grace and mercy and those guys reflecting the heart of God in a, in a, in a situation where I couldn't see it. It made all the difference in the world.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, you say that, proverb babe was just um there was so so many years that I couldn't figure out why you know we our story is so big and so deep and complex and there's so much we sacrificed because because of what we were walking through and what I felt like we lost out or missed out on precious time where our marriage could have been really sweet or time where the girls could have seen us in a really good place and um, the why question came up a lot and we don't always get to see and I'm not saying I have or we have any special gift, but when this comes up with our best friends and we can say we can climb in that hole and rather than say, hey, y'all need to just forgive and love Jesus and we don't know what that looks like, but we can say we know exactly what that looks like and we know how hard it is and we know we're seven years out from it and it's still not perfect and it's still not easy every single day we can challenge you and you guys can go yeah we know that they understand They, you can trust that we've um. walked through it we know the way out at least the direction we might still be digging through ourselves but we at least know the direction um, we watched Shawshank Redemption last night with Kennedy and it was a really good visual <laughs> he dug through the prison walls of concrete only to then crawl through sewage. So sometimes it feels like, Oh my gosh, we did all this work and we're out and we're free. And now we're crawling through sewage. (laughs) Like it feels like we did the work and now it's just worse. But Mm. I think that, um, those moments where you do say, why, what is this all for? And Jesus is just trying to grab your face and say, please just look up. Quit looking at yourself. Quit looking at your spouse. Quit looking at where you came from. Look up to me and trust that there's a future and a reason for this. And even if it's just you two. But it's not. We just talked to this one couple and they're dear friends of ours as well. And they, I'm not saying that we are some bright, shining star. We are the ultimate you-know-what show. And we're, we've we walked through it. And God has redeemed our marriage. And we're, we're choosing to pick up that mat and not go back. We don't want to be sick anymore. We don't want to be lame anymore. We don't want to be in this place anymore. We're going to, we're going to get up and we're going to walk.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't talk earlier, but I really am grateful for you guys because you're the ones that I, that we reached out to first. And you know, it's not some, this is not something I call my mom on because Our parents can be so biased, not intentionally, but protective. uh, yeah. And so it was, you have to be surrounded by people who are like-minded. And I have a lot of friends who I'm not close to, and it's a very surface relationship. And then I have quite a few friends that if you're willing to go there and share your heart and be real, then I'll join you in that. But these surface relationships are just not for me. I'm not in a season of you know, everything's great. Let's just, I just can't live that life anymore. I need the friendships that are deep and real and raw. Um, and that's to me what walking life with people looks like.
0: When we were going through these struggles and Lisa was in her control phase and saying, Hey, these people, you can't see anymore. I don't want you talking to these people, this, that, or the other. I I fought that and I'm like, no, they're my friends. And As I started growing in my walk and in my relationship with Lisa after all of this stuff, I realized, you know what, those are just acquaintances. acquaintances, And just redefining what that is, and that's not a knock on them. I'm not trying to say that they're, you know, they just have people that are closer, and I don't need to take any type of question of validation or, you know, importance in my relationship with them. They're just acquaintances. And that's great. You know, we get to have lunch every once in a while or whatever, and we catch up and it is superficial or, you know, maybe you try to get deep and challenge them every once in a while. But just for me, in a health perspective, redefining what that interaction was, was just acquaintances.
1: Well, and you had them and I had them, too. People, when we were in the thick of it, who would say, you know what, man, divorce was great for me or my I had a a group of girlfriends we literally would say we should all just get a house together we'll be single moms together and let's just forget those guys they're a pain in the butt and I it was go I would go yeah that's really tempting I don't I don't really need them anymore let's just go be single moms that sounds miserable but that's where that's what those people were in my lives in my life and I mean, I thought they were good friends and they were good friends, but the friends that I have now, the friends I want to have around me are the ones who will just call me out. When I texted you that night, when we got in that most recent really horrible fight, you could have said, you know what? Jeff is a jerk. I can't believe him. He sucks. Brian, tell Jeff he sucks. But you didn't. You called me out and you gave me truth about what marriage is and fighting and what the, the enemy's role was. And when stuff happened with you, I had to do the same and it's hard. But that's the people that I choose to keep in my life because you're fighting for my marriage and I'm fighting for yours. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. Absolutely.
0: What were we fighting about? I forg- honestly forgot. Of
1: course,
2: football.
0: football. Yeah, we're out
3: of town. Oh.
1: We have to bring it up in every episode,
3: yeah. so here
2: we go. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Let's talk about football. But what's
2: pretty crazy about this is that at the beginning of this podcast, I was so nervous and I'm like, oh, I don't know what we should say. or what," And it's like when you open up, it frees you. And so now yeah. I just have this like – It's the weight is lifted. There's, I just feel like Satan tries to keep us down and God has so much more for us.
1: Well, what's really crazy is, you know, we had done our first couple episodes, we recorded in one day and then the next time we were going to record, we were going to talk about Satan. And that is between those two recordings is when everything came out with you guys. And this is just for our audience's pleasure to hear this is crazy we sat down to talk about Satan and you guys were in a bad place. We were missing a microphone. So you were trying to share a microphone of all the people to share is the two people who hated each other at that moment. And we were trying to talk about Satan and how he is so destructive And the whole podcast. We recorded it and we trashed it because it was such a mess and everything was so, there was no vulnerability. It was all just really, really hard. And so I think that you're right. Once we can take a breath, we prayed before this episode and we've had some time. um, And we, whenever you guys were ready to start talking about it was the right time. It's not even what we were really going to talk about. We touched on some of it, but um, I think the right time is when, whenever God brings it to your heart to share it. And so I'm glad that you did.
2: Yeah, it's good. I feel a lot lighter now.
0: Generally a lot quicker for, God to bring things to Alyssa's heart than to Brian's heart. <laughs> Yeah. How are you feeling? Ready or not. Here we go.
2: Oh yeah, that's true. That's why I said we can scrap this whole thing if this is not no, going to, no, so if it's not a good time.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, really quick, like there's times though, can you look back at times when you wondered where God was and you trusted him and now you can look back at that situation. I know from my 6,000 feet, is it 6,000 feet? How mile far?
0: High, whatever. Okay. Or mile high view. Mile
1: high view. Thirty thousand feet. Thirty thousand feet. That's much higher than six thousand. Yeah. Um, My view on your marriage, when you guys weeks ago said we're going to cut everything out in an effort to honor God more with our finances, and from my perspective, you've seen some financial wins, some good affirmation from your job, and I just I see that God's going okay. I see what you're doing, and I'm going to bless you, and it may not be this windfall of cash but it's just a little reminder of this one thing so that when you're going where is God in all of this he's going I'm here hang on Mm
2: -hmm. yeah and you're right he's not the loudest one though he's he is providing but the enemy is trying to distract us by all the chaos and so you're exactly right I think that God is I know that God is faithful and so he has blessed us in the area of finance which we've been praying about for I mean we We did a a little Daniel fast in February, and that was one of the things we prayed about. And God is faithful, and it's so crazy. You're just making me think about that, like how Satan's like, "Yeah, God's doing that, but pay attention to how screwed up your husband is, (laughs) or whatever." Um, Yeah, that's really that's really. The Israelites
1: in the desert, they were begin water was coming from a rock, and then they went, "This is amazing! God's amazing." Oh my gosh, where's God? Why did He take us in the desert just yeah. to kill
2: us?
3: I need some meat. We
1: do that.
2: Yeah.
3: Though.
1: Like onto the next complaint or yeah. Yeah. quickly you forget. Yeah.
0: They had manna from heaven and they were like, Did you not bring any ketchup? <laughs> where's <are> the hamburgers?
1: <laughs> where's the wine Did my manna in? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome.
3: I'd love to pray for us and whoever's listening to Awesome. kind of close it out.
1: yeah, that'd be great. that's
3: good. God, we love you um man being vulnerable is hard and uh, I just want I want to pray over everyone that's listening to this podcast. I just pray your name, your power, your authority over these over this audience over these over these couples. Um, God, I just pray pray for light. God when we're in darkness, I just pray that you, Allow us to see light, and I pray that you allow us to see what you're doing in midst of struggle. And so whatever anybody's going through, God, I just pray that that there's truth in in, in that and that um, I love that saying, failure is an event. It's not a person. God, that's not who you created us to be. So um, when we struggle, I pray that we get back up and we keep our eyes focused on you and we and we look to see what you're doing in and through it. We love you, Jesus. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Thanks, y'all. That was awesome.
0: Awesome.
3: <laughs> Brinks them beans. Brinks beans.
2: I mean, it works for you. It's fine, old man. It's fine. It's
0: uh, all right, this Jeff with
2: his breathing deep. machine. <laughs> 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 so this probably
0: gets flipped around, right?
2: There you go. Yes. Now. he went from 80.
3: Oh, man. You just, yeah. See?
1: There you go. The views and opinions of this podcast may or may not reflect those of Stonegate Fellowship Church.